We're doing a relationship series. You know about that as well in Melbourne and online. Uh, Teresa preached a great message on friendship at the start. This is relationships, all sorts of relationships, okay? So it's not just marriage relationships, it's friend relationships, parent relationships. John, of course, did marriage a couple of weeks ago and the sex one last week as well and uh, some different ones we've had at Melbourne. Ebony preaching also. Uh, So John did refer to his biggest mistake in marriage uh, when he spoke a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know what it was, but it it didn't rate as um, his biggest mistake in my eyes. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) thought it would help if I shared what I think would be one of his biggest mistakes. He said he didn't want me to throw him under the bus, but it's kind of like it helps the whole context of the story. And some of you might have heard about the wheelie bin incident uh, in our um, household before. Someone in this church actually reminded me of it. When they heard John share his biggest mistake, they said, I thought it might have been the wheelie bin incident. And I haven't talked about that for a while. I thought, you know what? It it probably... um, It probably could have been his biggest mistake. And what happened was um, John is on the chores of putting the wheelie bins out. (laughs) Sorry, taking all the rubbish out, putting them in the wheelie bins and taking the wheelie bins out onto the road. And I appreciate that. Appreciate that he does do that. That's, you know, a manly sort of like job. I don't like doing that. Anyway, um, one week, um, it was like 10 years ago, okay, and... He forgot to put the wheelie bins out on the road and it was the middle of summer and they were very due for an empty. And so we ended up, we couldn't go another week with them not being emptied. So his intention was good. Uh, He thought they need to be emptied. Uh, And so he put the wheelie bin in the back of my car, lying down so that all the juices of the wheelie bin, I like you picturing this, like seeped into all the um, parts of the car that you can never, ever get out. And the smell in summer, every time I left the car in the sun, was disgusting. So it wasn't one of those, oh, that, I'm sorry for that, like, you know, it'll go away. It never went away until we sold the car. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, we tried, tried to clean it, tried to air freshen it. It just was one of those things that never went away. And I think it rates up there, don't you, as one of those mistakes that's unforgettable and that um, will show that he's only human, right? He is mere mortal, uh, as we all are. So Melbourne, here you are thinking, he is a saint. He's amazing. He comes, he preaches, he ministers, amazing. He's also human. Okay. But can I trust him? Yes, I can trust him. I can trust him to be a man of his word. I can trust him that he hears from God. I can trust him that he's got my best interests at heart. And I can trust that he's a man of integrity. Trust is not a magical thing that just is dropped into a relationship at the beginning of a relationship. It builds over time. It's a huge factor in relationships, which is why I wanted to talk about trust today. Trust, building trust and rebuilding trust. 
because we all are in relationships, in friendships, maybe business partners, our parents, we've got bosses, uh, even in churches, we have relationships where trust is a huge factor. And so we have to be intentional about building trust because broken trust or betrayal is inevitable in every relationship. You don't want it to be, and you don't want to be someone who breaks trust, but it happens because we're human and no one here is perfect. So we're all going to break trust at some extent, or we're all going to betray someone at different levels. Some people are trusting by nature, right? They just grow up and they're just a trusting person. Others are suspicious by nature. And they're just like very cautious about anyone and everyone. Many of us are in between that level. Our experiences can determine how trusting we are and what's happened to us in the past and how we grew up or what's happened to us in adulthood. So there's layers of trust, layers of broken trust. Can I trust my dog to go outside at night and not bark? No, not at all because he's broken that trust multiple, multiple times. Can I trust my three-year-old with pink nail polish on my bed not to spill on the quilt cover? No, of course I can't trust her because she's little. Sorry, she slash he is little. (laughs) Can I be trusted as an 18-year-old when I take my parents' car to the university car park, which is very, very tight in um, car park, width and not to scrape the car right down the side of someone's four-wheel drive. No, couldn't be trusted. I'm not sure if they ever lent me that car again, but that's what happens, right? It's like broken trust. That's it. Never again. And then it moves on to the next level where it's, can I lend money to my children and expect for them to repay it? Can I lend, uh, can I expect my friend to turn up when they've said they will, even though a number of times they haven't? Can I, expect my, can I expect my partner to listen to me when I am struggling with someone and I, something and I need a, a listening ear? Layers of uh, deeper broken trust, maybe uh, betrayed by a friend. Maybe your partner's been, unre- or your parents have been unreliable or they didn't protect you when you needed it. Maybe you've been betrayed by a partner. There's been infidelity in relationships. Maybe there's been a business partnership where someone's lacked integrity and it's left you in a place of lack. Maybe money's been stolen and you think, can I ever trust again? Well, let's talk about what the Bible says about trust. Proverbs 3 verse 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Trust in the Lord. This is where it all starts. We can trust in God because He is trustworthy. And all through the Bible, you find that He's faithful and He is trustworthy. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. This is saying that this is a heart attitude. This is a heart perspective, not your own understanding. So it's not a head thing. So you have to move into your heart where there's where you can trust, where you can be trustworthy, where you can forgive, where trust has been broken. You know what I love about walking with God is that I can hear from Him. And we did a series last month called Whisper and it was all about how do you hear the voice of God? And this is so helpful for me where I need to hear that little warning. Do I trust this person or not? 
I can hear the voice of God. I can hear a little nudge, a little warning, a little green light. It's okay, go for it. This is the benefit of walking with God, feeling that gut instinct, hearing from Him. You might be here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus. Let me tell you, a lot of people in this church this morning have prayed a prayer inviting Jesus into their heart to begin a relationship with God who is the most trustworthy person who will never break your trust. He might do things in different ways than you expect it to, and Jesus did that. He was always trustworthy. Jesus was always a man of His Word. Did He come through the way the disciples expected? Not necessarily. He did it in different ways but he was always trustworthy. He was a man of his word. And you can begin a relationship with Jesus by praying a prayer, which we do in every service, inviting him into your heart and beginning that relationship where you can trust him wholeheartedly and he will never let you down. We'll be doing that here and in Melbourne. It's a heart issue. So how do you build trust? Well, you starts with yourself. Starts with how do you build trustworthiness in yourself? Because you can't sort of say, well, people around me break my trust. First, you have to look at yourself and say, am I a trustworthy person? So number one, I'm going to talk about four intentional behaviours that we can do that helps build trust within ourselves, that we can be a trustworthy person. The first one is say what you mean and mean what you say. This is huge to keep your word. Be a person of your word. Show respect for others. Be diligent. Be trustworthy. Develop good habits. Starts with little things. So you can do the big things okay, but a lot of little things and it starts to undermine your behaviours and your trustworthiness. Hey, it doesn't mean that you can't change your mind. just means that you have to communicate it if you do. James 5 verse 12, it says, But above all, my brethren, do not swear either by heaven or by earth or with any other oath, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, lest you fall into judgment. This is a scripture in the New Testament where he's talking about be a person of your word. It's so easy to change our mind or just to not turn up to things or one of my uh, pet things is the RSVP, right? For parties, if you say you're going to be there, you've got to rock up. I hear sometimes of weddings where, you know, the couple have invited people, they've said they'll come. People don't turn up. They don't even tell them they're not going to turn up. And if they just paid $150 for their food and drink and I'm horrified. That's a man and a woman of your word. That's like, okay, I'm going to do what I've said I'm going to do. I'm going to keep my word. Of course, if you change your mind, you communicate it. It's a different story. But it's a heart thing. You want to do it with an attitude that I'm a trustworthy, I want to be a trustworthy person. So say what you mean and mean what you say. Number two, communicate your intentions clearly. This is great in relationships because people aren't mind readers. I don't know if you uh, feel that in your relationships, in your marriages sometimes. The other person doesn't know what you're thinking or what you expect, okay? If you communicate your intentions clearly, others don't have to guess or make assumptions or get caught off guard. I'm hearing my husband with really loud amens here this morning. It's like, I feel like I'm not the only one. Oh, leave me hanging. Wow. You can't say it on behalf of your partner either. 
Proverbs 13, verse 17, it says, an unreliable messenger can cause a lot of trouble. Reliable communication permits progress. That's good. Reliable communication. This year on Mother's Day, uh, we were having a family holiday and we had all our kids with us. We were in Melbourne and uh, Mother's Day was um, during our holiday and we had organised a really great day to spend together and go out for brunch and then go to the Melbourne Zoo and just hang out and uh, just awesome. That's just what I wanted as a mum, just to be with my kids and uh, just be together. And I said to them, this year, you don't have to buy me presents. And they were like, what? <laughs> like, no presents. It's okay. They're like, we do that every year. Are you serious? I'm like, no, I'm serious. Like, if we don't do it, it like, is this a, is this a test? <laughs> like, you say you don't want any presents, but really you're thinking it'd be good if you could just like come up with something amazing yourself. And then I, I really had to convince them, no, I mean it. I, I really, I'm happy not to have presents. Cards, write nice words. That's great. I'll take it. But you don't have to buy me presents. They were very suspicious <laughs> of me putting that out there. But I was communicating my intentions clearly. It was like, no, I'm just happy to be together. So they were very relieved. When the day came, I was stayed all happy and we had a great time. They didn't give presents. It was no trap. There was no um, hidden agenda. agenda. <laughs> and um, that was just communicating intentions. Of course, don't say that if it is a trap, okay? If you're like saying to your family and your friends at Christmas time, don't worry about presents. I don't want you to go to much trouble. And then on the day, you're like, wow, you don't love me. You didn't think of me. What happened to like every other year where it's really important? You know what gifts mean to me? No, no, don't do that. Communicate your intentions clearly. Okay, here's a top tip. Don't assign wrong motives to actions. So with the wheelie bin incident, shall we just say, for me not to assign wrong motives, he's not intentionally thinking, how can I stuff up my wife's life for the next six months? He wasn't thinking that. <laughs> I know that. I know that. He just had a bad day. He just didn't think. He had a moment where he's just like, I want to do the right thing. I'll try it. Didn't through the ramifications. But we as partners and people, we can just sort of go, why would you do that? Why do you want to hurt me? Why would you want me to drive around in a stinking, hot, gross car? No, he's not thinking any of that. He just had a bad day, made a mistake. So don't assign wrong motives to actions. Allow your spouse, your friend, your child to be human. They can lose the keys, the wallet, the passport, the iPad. <laughs> All of them happened multiple times. <laughs> but we're allowed to be human. <laughs> Doesn't mean I haven't done stuffed up things either. Allow your child to be human, okay? Allow your friend to be human. This is, sometimes they forget important stuff, important days. It's okay. Allow that. 
reliable communication permits progress. All right, number three, admit your mistakes. Okay, this is where the ownership comes into it. It's not all about blaming other people or coming up with excuses as to why you've done a certain thing because there's a lot of uh, valid reasons why you've done stuff, but it's about taking responsibility for your own actions, your own misdemeanors, your own mistakes. Think about what was the contribution that you made in that instance or in that incident. Apologize. I overreacted. I attacked you. I didn't listen to you. Do you feel like that's the willy bit? <laughs> there's, you, there's parts to play on both sides, okay, because I could just go, that was all your fault. I wasn't wrong at all, but I would go, yeah, I did overreact. I'm sorry. I might have said stuff that hurt you. I attacked you. I didn't listen to you. Multiple apologizing. You can have unfair expectations and your pride can be your downfall. Galatians 6 verse 5 says, For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Right. So it's not about the blame. It's not about pointing the finger. It's about how can I develop trustworthiness in myself? How can I own my own actions and admit my own mistakes? I'm responsible for my own conduct. Because, you know, we judge others on their actions and ourselves on our intentions, right? Oh, you didn't turn up on time. Like, how could you leave me sitting at the cafe? I was there for an hour and you didn't turn up. You didn't let me know. I didn't turn up. That was because there were so many things going on. And don't you understand? I'm super stressed at the moment and I've got stuff going on and my car broke down and I couldn't get you. And so you kind of put different expectations on yourself versus other people. So it's about admitting your own mistakes and your own conduct and having understanding for other people and listening to their side of the story and understanding where they're at. So we're not judging others on their actions and us on our intentions. We're listening to what was their intention in it as well. It's a mindset of humility. So good to work on yourself, right? This is this uh, journey of transformation that we go on through life and we hear stories in our services of people that have a transformed life and this is what we're all about in this church, in Powerhouse, transform lives, but we're all undergoing that process of transformation, that journey of transformation and you can keep learning and understanding more about yourself and how you can take responsibility for your own actions. You can apologise even though you think, I'm only 10% in the wrong here you can still apologise. Mic drop, right. So, I mean, some of us have secrets. We have the shopping bags in the closet because we bought the dresses or the shoes and we don't want the partner to know. Maybe someone's looked at something inappropriate and partner's found out and it was a one-off or two-off. These are secrets, not major breaches, but I know... For many people here where there's been a major breach of trust, and I just want to take a detour from a moment for these four intentional behaviours that we're learning about, where there has been cheating in a relationship, where there has been issues with money, where there's been serial lying or a, abuse from a trusted person or someone in authority. Maybe there's been abandonment in your life at a young age or throughout life. Oftentimes what happens 
in a, if there's an incident, say in childhood of, of abandonment, leaves you wary of people's love, leaves you wary of people's word and their reliability. And it leaves you prone to fear because you have this, oh, what if I get abandoned again? What if you don't turn up when you say you're going to turn up? Is this, now I feel that fear coming through again. It dominates your behaviours. And there's today in talking about how to rebuild trust in a relationship where there has been betrayal, as there has been serious breach of trust. Now, I'm not a professional, I'm not a professional counsellor, a professional psychologist, but I know that to go on a journey of healing, of understanding, of forgiveness, to understanding what's written in your heart that needs to be rewritten, then often that you need to go and talk to someone who is a professional and who is trained in giving you keys to understand yourself, to understand what's happened to you, why you think the way that you think, and some keys to freedom and how you can think differently. And I would encourage you to push into that because talking it out, you get understanding and talking to someone who knows they're in this field and they help people every day can just help give you freedom and unpack some real release in your own life. I recommend that you talk to a pastor and pray, do a a freedom course, uh, come to our freedom day or our encounter day uh, for healing, to understand of what you need to let go of and release. Talk to a pastor about uh, what we recommend in terms of Christian counsellors and psychologists uh, in our area, including in Melbourne. There's some different resources that you can listen to or read. I know we've talked a lot about the Focus on the Family app, and uh, this is uh, extremely helpful in multiple areas of relationships and parenting and marriage. If you just search Rebuilding Trust, it comes up with so many different um, podcasts that you can listen to, and then they give you uh, recommendations on books and other resources that will help you. Uh, the Gottman Institute, which we also talk about a lot, and a, a lot of the material I'm talking about today comes from the Gottman Institute. Uh, again, if you search on rebuilding trust, uh, they have great resources that can direct you to and um, more books and things that you can listen to. And understanding how to let go of anger and resentment, because you might think, I uh, have a right to that anger, I have a right to that resentment, or uh, you might have these these vows that come that says, I'm never going to trust again, or I'm never going to get married again, or I'm never going to go into business partnership with someone again. And just I just want to read a scripture to you out of Ephesians 4 verse 31. It says, get rid of all bitterness rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. God's forgiven all of us for everything that we've done wrong and everything that we still will keep doing wrong. And then it's up to us to actually release forgiveness to those who have offended us, to the things that we hold on to and we think it's justified, but it's actually keeping you back from freedom and from healing. 
And at the end of this service, we're going to be praying for people, for that healing, for forgiveness to flow, and just for God to minister to you here and in Melbourne. And just see uh, layers of mistrust peeling off. Sometimes it is just a layer at a time, but there's just like, okay, just take one more wall down. There is some walls around my heart because of what's happened to me uh, and, and, and my past. But I just, God, I cooperate with you and I receive your healing and I will work with you on forgiveness. So we'll be doing that a little later on. So just back to um, what are our intentional ways of building trust. Number four is always tell the truth. Proverbs 12 verse 22, it says, the Lord detests lying lips. He hates it with a passion, but he delights in people who are trustworthy. God delights in you when you're trustworthy, when you tell the truth, when you're a person of your word, you have integrity. Could I, tr- uh, could I trust my kids to play in the backyard and not pull the fence palings off one side of our yard between us and our neighbours? No, I could not. <laughs> could I trust my kids to go to McDonald's after church on a Sunday night and not get into the play centre and push out all the plastic um, squares out of the play centre? No, I could also not trust them. But that's where comes into it. (laughs) But they told the truth, okay? I mean, the evidence was there, but they still told the truth, okay? They told the truth about the um, McDonald's Playland in their onesies as youth and multiple times our church, sadly, has been banned from local McDonald's after church on a Sunday night. So it's not just my children, okay? Or John's children, should I say? (laughs) Should I say? (laughs) But it's just children, right? They're not perfect. They're not like mini adults that should behave as you would expect a mini adult to behave. They just do silly things sometimes and they don't think about it. Honesty is so important. Be truthful, be honest, be a person of integrity. Honesty is something you have to work hard at because it doesn't come by nature. I can remember the first lie I told when I was seven years old and I was a good little Christian girl and I just thought that was so easy. I'm sorry, anyone who's listening, young children, whatever, it's not okay, I'm repented of it, it's bad. But honestly, I mean... It just happens because we're corrupt and we're not pure and we just do dumb stuff. Yes, even me. (laughs) Uh, Colossians 3 verse 9, it says, Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices. When we become Christians and in relationship with God, put off that lying nature Lying becomes a withdrawal in the account of trust. It's a withdrawal. As a parent, I know my kids are not going to be 100% honest. Every time they lie, every time partners lie, every time friends lie, it is a withdrawal. But then they keep doing good things. It has to be a deposit. So every time they tell the truth, that's a deposit in the account of trust. So, But trust often needs to be uh, re built. (laughs) Thank you for helping me out. 
Repetitive behaviours build over time and equal character. Jesus was trusted. He still is. He's a man of his word. Can I invite the band to come up right now? Are you practising all of these things? Say what you mean and mean what you say. Communicate your intentions clearly. Admit your mistakes and take ownership and apologise for your part that you have played. Are you always telling the truth, even those little things that you think don't matter, but which all add up or become bigger things or just build mistrust? Be a person of integrity. Choose, no matter what, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm going to be a person that people can rely on for my word and to be, have integrity. See, we can make inner vows. I mentioned them before. Or generalizations. Something happens. All men are the same. I can't trust men. We can say, I'll never let anyone close again. Or I'll never trust anyone again. Maybe you're here today, you're watching online or in Melbourne, and there's some things inside of you that just are getting poked this morning as we're talking about trust, whether it's in yourself or whether it's in things that have happened to you. And we're going to pray in just a moment for God to speak to you and minister to you. Right now, I'm going to hand back to our Melbourne East location. I'm going to hand it over to Toby Couchman right now, and you're going to continue the service. So thank you very much, guys. We love you. Have a great day. You're awesome.